Tanya Renee Hartman is an actor turned manager producer with a passion for film, television, and media. She has several television and film credits in supporting and leading roles and new projects in the works as a producer. Tanya looks forward to projects that require grit and depth, and her background as a performer and visionary goes back to her early childhood where she did modeling as a teen, as well as numerous performances as a singer, actor, and host. Tanya has drawn back into media and entertainment as a result of a surreal dream she says rocked her world while pregnant with her daughter in 2004. In this dream, Tanya was taken on a journey through old Hollywood, and God showed her that the church had pulled his light out of the media and entertainment industries years ago. The Lord asked her to be willing to be, among others, a light through her gifts and talents. So let's find out the rest of the story. Welcome actor, producer, talent manager, Tanya Renee Hartman. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Well, you have a really amazing story about coming back into the entertainment industry after laying it down for many years. Why did you leave and why are you back with it with more passion? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I would not have chose to come back into it actually on my own. Um, I had a very surreal dream when I was just a few weeks away from giving birth to my daughter in 2004. And, um, in that dream, God picked me up out of the bed and it's like, I felt my body being picked up and taken to old Hollywood. And at that time it, there was like a movie reel playing in the dream and it was black and white. So I love, um, classic film. And uh, so I was really happy. I could feel the Lord standing next to me. Now, keep in mind, I'm just a normal person. I mean, I love God. My relationships were really good with him. But this is not, this isn't kooky stuff. This is really, this really happened. But um, God's standing next to me. And there's like black and white film sets happening. Um, and I've got a smile on my face. The Lord says, do you see that? And I'm like, yes, Lord. And then I see over to the right, this dark cloud coming through what I know is Santa Monica Boulevard. And the movie reel changed to modern day. It was um, colored. You, you saw a lot of the agendas changing that were in film. You also saw, or I saw, um, the the pedophilia that had crept in and just a lot of these things that really weren't good. And the Lord, like that the tone changed. And I really kept looking at this cloud and the Lord said, you see that? And I said, yes, Lord. And he said, that's because my church chose to pull my light out of the industry. And that's true. And I'll get to that in a second. And then um, he said, why will my people not tell stories my way? And I'm like, I don't know, Lord. But I find God has a great sense of humor when I read his word and, and just in my time with him. And um, he, he turned to me and he said, um, am I not the greatest storyteller there is? Now, I didn't actually see God. I felt his, this presence in the dream and I heard him. But um, I'm like, well, yes, Lord, you are the greatest storyteller. I mean, the Bible's chock full of, gosh, romance, comedy, um, darkness. He doesn't shy away from telling a story like it is, parables. And so um, the Lord said, Tanya, if you're willing... And then the movie reel changed to me in the future and what I would be doing in the industry. And some of that has come to be, some of it hasn't yet, but I know if everything else has happened, it, it is going to come to pass. Um, but he basically said, I'm raising up an army to do what I've asked them to do. Business people who understand this is a business and um, won't compromise doing what I've asked them to do in these days ahead. And if you're willing, I will use you for my glory. And um, so basically with that, after that, he went away and I felt my body laying back down in the bed and um, laying on my side, big, fat, pregnant. I thought my husband is going to think I have absolutely gone crazy. And um, I mean, we were people of faith. We were involved in our church, um, but he woke up. I told him about the dream and he said, Tanya, I affirm this. I believe this was God and I believe this is something you're going to be called to do. And I said, well, then there's two things. First of all, I know the character of God. Um, I'm not going to force this to happen. I was not doing anything with that part of my life anymore and certainly had never done it at this level. And um, so I said, Lord, I'm not going to manipulate it. I'm going to continue on my path with what I know to do. And I make myself fully available for you to redirect my life. And secondly, I told my husband, I said, we better get ready for a big season of trials because with what he's put in this dream, 
I know that he has to do, there's, there's going to be a big season. The enemy is going to come against us and there's just going to be a stretching that has to happen. I knew that much. Uh, thankfully, I wasn't able to see in the future, all those trials that would happen. Yeah. It and is, you know, you know, trials, that's training ground. It and is. for you to know that it was coming, um, but in the way that they came, did that surprise you? Um, I would honestly say to you that when a lot of things kept happening, I, I kept remembering that dream. I knew that. Uh, but I can tell you from that point on, trial after trial happened. And many times there were multiple trials. Uh, Satan knows right where to target us from our past wounds, from our insecurities. He hit me at every angle from a lot of healing I had already done from past abuse and things like that, that, that validation you would want. He hit me with my family. Um, you know, I lost my son to a part of that battle. That's a many, was many, many years of bipolar and addiction. I just lost him last September, but, uh, hit my, my marriage, um, many, many, many things. And that validation you would love to have from your family unit. He just through every bit of it, I knew to keep going and trusting him and learning more about the word, more learning more about the depth of character and getting myself involved in the industry. And it was ultimately my daughter that I was pregnant with at the time of the dream. That is what drew me back into the industry. She's an actress and uh, she was the one who really, her little voice was speaking into me saying, mama, this is something you're supposed to do with me. She knew that. Um, so there's no doubt that my story is so amazing to me. I can't not do what he has asked me to do. And he told me in the dream that he, at the right time, he would connect me with other people that he had put something on their heart to do in the industry. And I mean, audacious people. Look, I was in the, I had a career in the, the real world. I worked with real world people, my mother, and we had prison ministry that we did. So just having a compassion for all kinds of people out there in culture shaped the types of stories that I feel like God's put on my heart that he wants us to tell. He wants us to reach the world, not just um, the church. And yes, we, we should tell stories that appeal to, to certain people that, um, already in the church, but that's going to be your audience. And um, so, yeah, he took me on a long journey. We moved from Texas. I had never lived outside of Texas ever. And even knowing about this dream, I thought um, I will never live outside of Texas. Now I love to travel. I'm very adventurous, but I never saw myself living outside of Texas. And we moved to California and then to LA and, and we were there for six years. And then he's given me a couple of other dreams that have just been very specific at the right time and gotten meshed in the industry was um, initially working as an actress and then knew that my biggest passion was to train up talent and to tell stories, to write stories. Um, he opened up my mind again to just kind of a closed off part of me of writing um, to begin to write some things that he's put in, in my heart and um, has just really connected me with some amazing people. And I'd say some of the people I've been connected with aren't, aren't the typical people that there's sometimes the people that the church rejects, but they have actually worked very high levels in the industry. They've taken a beating. Maybe they've even compromised their character for what they thought they had to do in the industry. Um, but they've come back rooted in their faith. And I have a passion for those people because they have seen what it takes and they understand the excellence that we need to have in the industry. Um, but they have this resolve in them to do what they know to do. Um, so yeah, I, I tend to be friends with people all over the place. Um, and I think that that's what Jesus did when he was here on this earth. Yeah. And you know, that's where I think Christians miss the boat. They, you get caught up in church, you go, you go every time the door opens, but then that's mm -hmm. the only group you hang around with. You never yes. fulfill the Great Commission because you never go outside that click because it becomes yep. a click group very, very quickly. And it's great for baby believers because they need that grounding. But eventually, oh, sure. yeah, but eventually 
it becomes a comfort zone for millions of believers. And like Jesus said, the harvest is ready, but the workers are few. We have yes. a lot of workers, but a lot of people don't want to work. Well, and a lot of people um, have been hurt in the church environment. I mean, my, I've had a lot of rejection I've dealt with myself in the church. But my, my focus, I did learn once I got into the word and I had a relationship with my God, I knew what it told me. And it told me to expect it. But so many people don't truly know the word. I find that in, in this generation, our um, the time that we're living in, so many people, they know they love God. They know that they love Jesus. They believe in him, but they don't know the word. Well, Jesus's entire ministry was about relationship and learning to follow him. We can't follow him if we don't know the full character of God, or if we want to take and pick and choose what we believe, believe like, um, like it's a buffet you get to pick and choose from. Um, I mean, he really is a God that's bigger than we are. So there's a lot I don't understand about him, but I well, believe yeah. what I don't understand in my humanity. Let me ask you this, because I, I've watched quite a few faith-based films. Mm-hmm. The early ones suck, let's just be honest, yeah. on, on many um, levels. But today, the quality and the es excellence is getting better and better. Mm -hmm. And for the faith-believing community, when they see these films, they truly believe that everybody in those films are believers. And I know for a fact that they're not. Mm -hmm. um, how should the Christian community um, think about that? Well, I think that we're called to be light in the darkness and whatever we're doing in the industry. And that means that we shouldn't just work with our own. We should work with people, for example, if they're talent, cast people who are right for the role. And if they know and understand you're coming into a faith-based project, it's gonna talk about this just as anything else, let them do their work and trust that God is surrounding the people who have light, his light in them. I mean, according to the Bible, it says the Holy Spirit lives in us. And so therefore we take it with us wherever we go. So if you have multiple people on a set, or if you, even if you just have one and God's light is in you, it's not about going and preaching and shoving the Bible down people's throats who aren't there and in that place. It's about being who you're supposed to be in that moment, showing kindness, showing love, showing respect for people, maybe even when they don't deserve that respect. Maybe if they find out that you are a Christ follower or a Christian, maybe they sort of ping you a little bit and try to get you. And you don't have to allow them, you don't have to validate that. And, you know, as far as I recall in the, in the Bible, and I study it a lot, the times that Jesus had a righteous anger and turned over tables had to do with the religious leaders. He did not do that to the unbelievers or to the people who had been wounded. He was very compassionate and kind to those people, but he had zero tolerance towards the religious Pharisees and the people who were constantly trying to be the know-it-alls and in their own cliques and uh, trying to be deceptive. Yeah, and don't you believe that, you know, and you know a lot of believers in the, in, in the entertainment industry. You yeah. know a lot of actors and actresses that are believers. But being an actor, they don't have to be focusing on being in a faith-based film. They could be in a cop drama on NBC. They could, you know, be on a, a new series on HBO Max or a Hulu because that is a way for them to not only show their gifts, talents, and abilities, but in some way, somehow, to allow the Lord to shine through them, because you never know what person they may come in contact that does need the Lord. Because to me, that's oh, a testimony. Absolutely. I, I know a, a, a female actress who is of faith, and she shared a story about knowing she and her family had prayed about this this secular film that she was supposed to be in and her biggest kickback was from the christian community from her people you know in the christian community and um because it was a film they thought she shouldn't be a part of so they just jumped into being critical and she said you know on set there was basically a suicidal 
actress um, who well, was in a very dark place and who, who was basically to a suicidal state. And she was able to spend some time with that person, get to know her, show her love. And then ultimately that person accepted Christ. And, you know, if that was the only reason that she was called to be on that set, then she did what God asked her to do. And he works in, he, he constantly worked in the Old Testament. We see example after example of him using the least likely person. I mean, Gideon says that, hey, my clan is the least and I'm the least of the least of my clan. I'm not even equipped for this. Um, Moses, I mean, he kept trying to talk God out of using him because he didn't feel worthy of what he was called to do. And, you know, I'm among those. I'm just a simple person who I have, I have courage and audacity and, I have um, experience in another industry, but I'm just doing what he's asked me to do. And I'm willing to go and learn to do it with excellence. Yes, That's all and, asking any of us to do. Yeah. And, and I want to give this really quick story because I just recently did an interview with co-director uh, Brent McCorkle of the, the amazing film, Jesus Revolution. And he relays the story because we were talking about Kelsey Grammer and yes. Kelsey was with three of his friends. I think they had some weekend in the woods or something together and really kind of made a pack amongst themselves that, you know, we need to start looking at projects and with a spiritual significance. Mm -hmm. And the very next day in his inbox is sitting the script of Jesus revolution. Wow. And he reads it and he says, he calls up his manager and goes, I don't care what, what they're paying. I'm doing this movie, get it done. Well, and you know, I knew a few years ago about this film and it being about Greg Laurie's life because I followed um, pastor Greg Laurie for many years. Don't know him personally, but just the story. And then the Jesus movement living in LA, I got to know more about it. So I had this something, this something in me that, sorry, you're hearing my dog possibly. Um, that was like, that's, that's going to be good. And I think it's going to be timely. So when I knew the Irwin brothers were making it and it was happening, I got real excited. And then at the beginning of this year, when I knew it was coming out, I just, I don't know. I feel like a little kid jumping up and down going, it's here. That thing God said many years ago that at the right time, he is going to bring this shift and many of us coming together and, and seeing him do something that we can't do on our own. These men, this talent that was involved in this did something beyond themselves and they did it with excellence. Every bit of that film is done so wonderful so that a broader audience will come and see this true. I mean, it's based on a true story, every bit of it. Um, so whether you believe in God or not, we have to trust that our God is so amazing and so big that when somebody goes to see a film, no matter what he's put in our heart to write and create, that type of a parable story, he can use the redemption in it to draw people to him because that's what he does in his word. I have family members, I have people, I have friends who, who go to church day after, I mean, week after week, or they read the Bible and they don't understand it because they're, they're applying it here and they're not applying it here. But when God does something himself to open our eyes and our minds up to it, we, we get it. So, hey, people can go and get a story and, and, be, and enjoy the story, whether it's science fiction, action, Maybe it's based upon a real story and there's something good that came out of it. But in the end, if there is some kind of subtle faith to it, trust that God can do something amazing with it. And then we don't, and that doesn't mean ever that we compromise or that we're afraid to speak the truth of the gospel. I'm not afraid. Anybody who knows me knows that I stand very firmly on who I am in Christ and what he's called me to do. But that means if I do everything that I do and I don't have love and compassion for this world and for people who are different from me and for people who believe different from me, then the Bible tells me it's in vain. I love a lot of people who don't believe the way I do. And I want them to also love me because I don't believe the way they do, because I am a Christ follower in this industry. I don't agree with everything my kids do but I love them and I will go to bat for them uh, because I know who they are on the inside. That makes sense. It makes sense. I well, well that as, as filmmakers. Yeah. It's a, okay. So you're, you're also a talent manager. You have, yeah. you manage talent that are believers and talent that are not. Um, mm -hmm. 
how do you navigate working with your talent when it comes to possibly television or film projects? Are there things that you uh, point them in the direction to, or what do they ask you they should do? I always lead my um, talent to have character and integrity in what they do. And I'm not going to compromise my character and my integrity um, for my talent or for what they do. They're, rep rep they're representing me as their talent manager. They're representing the company that I'm with, which is top 10 talent. Gina Marie has spent many years building a foundation of her character and her integrity and who she is as a woman of faith. Um, and then ultimately, I I'm not going to dishonor God in what I do. So with that, I don't try to tell people what their values are. But no matter what your beliefs are, whether you're a Muslim or a Christian or whether you're an agnostic, um, we can we can live out the principles of our faith to them and be a light to them um, without an agenda, without an agenda of saying, hey, I'm going to make them be a believer. That's not my part. That's God's part. God tells me to do what he's asked me to do in people's lives when he brings them into my life and I obey him. And if he hasn't told me to speak to them or say something to them, I just reflect him in my life and how I handle myself. Well, you know, it's funny because many of the television guests that I interview, the majority of them may not be believers. Mm -hmm. But there are those, and I'm not going to mention any names, who are believers that most people would not actually expect to be. And many times I find out after the interview is over, after the, the recording is stopped, and then you have a bit of small talk, and then you see the light come on. And, mm -hmm. and you have conversations where they're about the Lord. And, yeah. and I'm thinking, so many people are watching this particular person act in a particular television series in a very particular part and would never know that they yeah. truly believe and live their life according to what God says. And to me, that is, that's a great thing. You know, we don't have to walk around uh, with it as being um, a badge on our jacket or, or carried upon our shoulder. It's the way that we act. We talk, like you said, it's character and integrity, the way we carry ourselves. That can be a great yes. testimony. Well, you know, um, I, Phil Cook, who I think you may know who he is in the industry, great guy. He said, uh, once upon a time, he said, somebody asked him, like, how can you be a Christian in this industry? He's worked very high up in the industry. He said, don't suck. <laughs> that's your first, that's your first example in this industry is don't suck. Because the reality is at the highest level, a lot of people in the industry do want to give Christians an, a, a chance, but many of them have an entitlement um, attitude. And it is this, hey, I'm walking in, I'm a Christian, I'm awesome, blah, blah, blah. Well, your first thing shouldn't be about that. Your first thing should be that you showed up on time early. You have, you're, you're kind to people. You're not asking, when do I get cut? When do I leave? You um, handle difficult situations even better than somebody else. You don't have a temper tantrum. Um, if, if somebody kind of needs to critique you or, or talk to you about maybe something you did wrong unknowingly, you handle that with graciousness rather than uh, getting hot-headed with them. Um, I've worked in the last few years in some situations with some people, and when I when I tried to address some situations with them privately, I myself got canceled by these people. They went and spoke negatively about me. They twisted the truth of the story about me. And I had to decide, you know what, wipe the dust from your feet and move on and pray that somehow there will be something down the road good to come of it. But I'm not going to waste my time on those kind of people that um, really don't aren't getting the fact that that doesn't cause us to be light in this industry. That's not the, we're not going to get to the highest levels in this industry to be a light. If, if, if it only takes the little things to trump us up and to, 
I've seen a lot of people work together on small level productions. And before you know it, they hate each other. The whole production's gone awry. They've hurt some innocent people who thought they were going to be involved in this production because it's never going to come out. And that is most definitely not setting a good example of who we should be as people of integrity. Yeah, and, and, I, and I have to 110% agree with you when it comes to believers, when it comes to Christians in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Two words, and you said it, don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> because look, if you want to be in the area of all of these people that we see in media all of the time, in the blockbuster movies, you yeah. have to carry yourself. You need to be focusing on your gifts, talents, and abilities. The very thing that God has given you, but at the same time, the very things that we need to start sharpening, improving to reach mm-hmm. that next level. I mean, every level that you reach, that's glory to God. That brings praises yeah. to his name, regardless what the role is. I don't care if you're playing a villain. I don't care if you're playing a yes. bank robber be the best bank robber you could be. And I mean, in the movies, ladies and gentlemen, not the real deal in the movies. And (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I want to go out and rob a bank today. Yeah. Hey, glory to God. But no, it doesn't work that way. But yeah, we go ahead. I'm so sorry. But you know, some people say, well, I don't want to pay, play that dark character that, well, I would just tell people, maybe you aren't called to do that, but somebody needs to play that character well in order to get the audience to engage with the story. And if there's some kind of a redemptiveness in that story, they've got to see the good and the evil. And um, so don't, don't discount allowing yourself to take on that character and just know that you need to be prayed up when there's, when you're on a dark set, when you're playing a dark character, um, you really, really do need to be prayed up, have people praying for you, and um, and then God will use it. I, I completely agree. And I think a lot of this has to do with not just the parts that these actors take. I think the Lord uses uh, believing Christians who are in the industry to do a lot of the work behind the scenes mm-hmm. in that industry. You're, you're working with people that may not know Christ. There's opportunities there for the, the Holy Spirit to move. It's yeah. not just doing an excellent job in front of the camera. There could be something going on behind the camera, and God wants to use you to bring light into an industry that you know we see you know every day in the media. It's mm-hmm. just... It's a well, cesspool. Know, I um, This is a cool story, too. This is another little God thing. Uh, and he does this with me periodically. He talks to different people different ways. I know that. But when I, when I came back to Texas pre-COVID, um, sitting in my church, it's a, it's a big church. And um, it's, it's where the King's University used to be out in Van Nuys. It was started by Jack Hayford. Amazing, amazing, amazing story. And then when he was getting older, he transferred it down here to Texas. And so came back to Texas, sitting in church, and uh, the new president of the university had come there to speak. And the Holy Spirit, I just felt this thing in me saying, um, go sign up for classes. I never finished my degree. Um, and I'm like, okay, God, you know what I do. I mean, this is a Bible university. There's That's wonderful, and I've taken a lot of Bible classes, but that's not my... So I'm like, okay, he knows what I don't know. So I I always follow through. On Monday, I had sent an email, got a call back from them, found out they had started a media arts degree with a from a biblical worldview, which meant my media arts degree um, now that I have it has um, is an emphasis from a biblical worldview. So I took theology classes that I had taken in the past and was able to incorporate them. But from from the Jew first to understanding the culture that we live in, the culture that we want to impact, just like they take mission, people preparing for the mission field through, I went through those. And here's what we need to understand at our core. This is our mission field. It is an 
awesome mission field. And we need to treat it like that. That means that we have to get to know the culture that we want to impact, not just come into the culture treating them like they need to do what we want them to do. It's not working. It will never work. It didn't work back in history. It's not going to work in the future. When we really start to have a compassion and a love for the people who are broken or the people who've had different value systems and respect them in that and then enmesh in their culture, oops, in a way, sorry, I bumped that. Um, then, and we tell stories based upon what they will enjoy going to see with a different, you know, with that mindset, what a difference we can make through storytelling. We can see how, the, I mean, movies and media has made a very, a good impact over many years, but look at the agendas that have been put in it to shape culture very negatively. Do we not believe in our God to help work through us to do the same thing in a positive way? Well, yeah, and, and that's my deal. If the, if the current media, the secular media, they have a narrative and they create narratives, new narratives every single day, which is why we have so much confusion, strife, backbiting. Yes. Uh, we have division. We have, you know, everybody says, uh, you know, it's kind of like during the pandemic and I really kind of laughed because I knew it was stupid. We're all in this together. And I'm like, then why are you trying to separate every race, every culture, every idea and i'm like y'all are worthless and so the thing is is in faith-based or people who are faithless we also have a power a much greater power than today's media we can create the narrative we can change the narrative we yes. we serve a god who is creator and maker of heaven and earth and we are made in his image we have the power to create the narrative and change this yes. now and, and stop know, sitting in around world why do we not want to go out there and spread positive light through what we do yeah we, absolutely we well let me ask you this tanya because you you manage a, a lot of talent mm -hmm. and especially the talent that they're they're believing christians they're 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 actors and actresses they're in the entertainment industry what kind of advice do you tell them or maybe someone's watching right now and they want to be an an actor mm -hmm. what do you what kind of advice do you give them not to fall into the dangerous trappings of hollywood um I say to them that number one, you've got to make sure you have an inner circle of people who are have permission to fully speak into you when they see you kind of derailing a little bit. Because, I mean, look, no matter what the temptation is, it gets you a little bit at a time and takes you further than you thought you'd ever go. So they need to have a very small inner circle that believes in them, that believes what they're supposed to do. They're not trying to undermine that, but also can speak into them and empower them, lift them up when they're discouraged, but also um, steer them in the directions of not playing into, especially if they live in the Hollywood area in LA, to know that uh, you, if you've got a group of friends and they very much believe very different from you, you also better have a, very, a closer group of five or six friends and be going to a support group, whether it's a Bible study or, or your church, both probably. Um, you need to be engaged there where that is what comes out of you more than um, the people around you that, that don't believe the way you do or the darkness that you're exposed to. Now, do you see a difference between young talent that you manage and then talent that's been around in the industry for a few decades? Uh, yes. And I see, I see both 
have some strengths and then I see there's traps in both that I guide them with. You know, some talent that's been in the industry a long time, they're used to how things were several years ago. And just like technology, it's ever changing. So I want them to trust it. If you've worked in smaller markets recently or or if you're resting off of what you did in the past, it's not going to work today. The competition is real. It's brutal. And I mean, it's it's the it's the most amazing thing that people want to do out there. So I need them to trust me with the things that they need to do to sharpen their saw today. It doesn't mean that their talent isn't there. They may be a great actor, but um, they're going to get slipped by the wayside if they're not willing to let me guide them on how to do some things today or show themselves off that they understand how things are operating today. Casting directors, this is some of the input that I get from some of the, the top casting directors. Um, their um, footage that they show to casting can't be the stuff that they did five or 10, 15 years ago. They need to see current stuff that they're doing today. Wow. Social media is a huge thing. Um, watch your social media, watch the kinds of things that you post on your social media and let it be about branding yourself. Let people see who you are personally and with your talent. Um, that's important because in this industry, most people, whether it's casting directors, producers, all kinds of filmmakers, they use Instagram very heavily. They may use Facebook and TikTok as well, but they use Instagram. Most of them don't even have websites for their own businesses. That's what they use instead of a website. So it's very real. It's not going away. And uh, as a matter of fact, it's going to go more heavy into them using things like social media. So you, we think about influencers out there that don't really have acting talent and they're getting booked for stuff because of their following. I don't like that. Um, I think we need to reward people who have invested in themselves. However, what I say to people is, it's just like trying to say, hey, I'm a Christian, I shouldn't watch or be involved in entertainment because it's got a bunch of heathens in it, as they said, you know, back in my dream. Well, if you don't have light in it, it's going to be filled with darkness. It's the same thing with social media. If there's not light for people to see, if there's not goodness for people to see, then they're going to only, they're going to be drawn and influenced by everything that they're seeing. Well, so, yeah, you know, I get people, yeah, I get people asking me, well, you know, how do you build a, an Instagram following? I said, well, there's really only two, three ways. You're either going to wear yoga pants, a bikini, or you're going to buy your followers. That's your choice. Yes. And that's the type of talent these people are hiring. Now, when it comes to veteran actors, what are they saying about the hypocrisy playing out, you know, in the areas of diversity and acceptance while canceling out yeah. a lot of people that have values? Well, it's been a real thing. I say that the ones who've worked well in spite of people knowing, you know, that they're a person of faith or that they became a person of faith in the middle of it. You've interviewed one of them, Tracy Melchior, um, is that they have determined to work on both sides of the aisle friendly. They may get rejected by certain people who are too shallow to accept them, but they're not going to be those people. And that's very important. That should be a part of our faith. Um, that's, that hands down the ones that are still able to be doing things and working they have friends who are um on other sides of of the aisle so to speak since we use that word that believe very different from them and they're their friends they work with them they don't allow that to become a dividing point and then they've learned to stand their ground and say no i'm not going to do this and this or I'm not going to be involved in a project that goes so much against what I believe in. And they're willing to walk away from those dollars. Um, maybe even they're willing to walk away from the representation that's pushing that on them and, and go more towards representation that allows them to carry their own values into what they do as an artist. Yeah. Now God has gifted you with an ability to take a blank canvas and create a story out of it. Do you take it? from script to storyboard to film yourself? Um, I've done a little bit of that so far, and I've been involved with others who do. What I would say to you is, remember me telling you there were some of those things that have not come to be yet that are in the future? Some of those projects on a bigger scale um, are still in the works. I have a modern day Western that I've done the proof of concept and a short film for it. I have a lot of interest on that already. I will make that. It'll be a series. Um, 
And there's a couple of other projects that are very near and dear to me that are still in the works. Well, how, you know, it's, it's very different from the secular part of Hollywood making films. There seems to be a never ending, or I should say, there's a uh, open checkbook in many cases. Yeah. Now I know it's getting harder and harder, but when it comes to faith-based films, or I should say producers uh, that are Christians and they're creating a film project or a television project, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's the biggest step of faith because everything has to come together and many times we're on our knees praying for the Lord to, to provide every step of the way. We don't have that option of having that open checkbook that some people do. Right, right. Oh, that's probably one of our biggest things. And, um, and I would say for some of the films and the projects we want to do, they're not considered faith. They're just considered really good stories without these underlying agendas in them from some from known filmmakers. Um, but we don't want investors. They don't want investors who are going to then say, hey, because my dollars are in this, I want you to put this in there and this in there that that they know does not align with their values. So we've been seeking investors. Um, that will allow these stories to just be told that are really, really good and to be told well. I mean, there's people who know what they're doing and have the ability to help these investors make good money. Um, we just need to tap into the ones who have those similar America loving, um, you know, faith filled values to come forward and uh, allow us to use those dollars and, and do something great with it. Well, you know, distribution is a big deal to helping investors have a return on their investment. Now, does your yeah. team have these types of relationships in place? Yes, they do. So one of the main, the, the filmmaker that I manage is Kerry Wallum. He has been involved in Luck Films with Willie Nelson. He's been in the industry with a lot of A-list talent. And um, so he's still an actor, but his primary passion is to create stories. He's one of those people who was in the industry for many, many years. He's, he said, you know, I, I was just very quiet about who I am. He's got friends all over, but he's watched all of this play out and become very rooted in who he is and the kinds of stories he now wants to tell. Um, but he has, he, we are seeking funding for some very great projects, but his team has worked very high up in the industry. I mean, these people work on multi-million dollar projects and they're willing to work with him on these, what we would still call lower end projects. I mean, five million, six million dollar projects, or even a couple that are in the $500,000 range. Um, but the, the crew, the filmmakers, the the talent even sometimes we're allowed to get them to come over and work with them because he his line producer his coo um they have worked so high up in the industry and have connections with some of the quality distribution companies out there they're actually wanting what they produce and then you have to have knowledge of understanding a lot of dollars can be made from international distribution and they've they've got all of that i'm not the person who knows about that i love learning so i want to learn in this process but um they've got all of those relationships built already i mean carrie wallam's guy randolph randy Toro, um has been very involved in the producers guild he he works with a lot of heavy hitters in the industry and they're very close friends as well as working together. So I think that that makes it something very promising for investors saying, hey, you know, I'm kind of seeing that I, I have an interest here, but I'm leery because a lot of films don't make money. And that's because of what we talked about earlier. People do stuff that sucks. It's not good quality. Maybe they have a little bit of pride and they want to hold on to doing it all themselves, but they're not the best person to do it. They'd be better to connect with some other people who have, you know, strong relationships and have taken the hits in the industry. Well, this talent is already, or, or this team has actually already done that. They've got relationships in place that are, I mean, stellar. One of the films we're looking to build is going to or, or film soon is it's, a lot of it's done in the water. So you need a cameraman who's great at working in the water. And so Carrie's cameraman has done some of the most phenomenal 
films, you would know the names of them. I haven't, I haven't gotten permission to say what they are, but um, he is like, yeah, I'm in. I would love to do this film with you. And the same thing goes for some of the name talent that we have already interested in this particular film. I mean, they're, they're names that you will know, but they're very interested in this project and they're interested in working with this team because they've worked with them on some of the bigger, bigger projects. Well, how, what are some of the things that attract an investor to invest in a film? Because yeah, it's, it's a risk. And like you said, yeah. many films don't make money. A lot of people don't realize that Netflix, for example, they're over $600 million in debt because the viewing public is the beast that wants to be continually fed. So they're pumping out all this content because, you know, once we see something, we're not going to go back and really watch it again. And if we do, it may take a couple of years. So they always have to keep pumping out things that are new, but they're not really making money on that. So for mm -hmm. independent filmmakers, what is there, what is there something that actually attracts, attracts an investor to put money into a film? Well, first of all, they need to know that the team knows what they're doing to make a story that doesn't suck. <laughs> and that means the script has to be good, but you can have a good script and you can execute it poorly and you've not done justice to that wonderful writer who put a lot of sweat into creating the story. You can have a great story and you have talent that is subpar lighting it all draws the crowd in the music scores make a huge difference so if an investor knows that these people know what they're doing and that you already have a team where these stories that we have for example they're not three or four years down in the making they're pretty much ready to go and i think that that also is appealing to an investor right now in the economy that we're in hey do you have something that's ready to go now so that my roi isn't going to be three four years down the road or like some indie filmmakers they have great intentions they they've got the ability to make the film but then it takes them quite a while to go through the editing process because they're still building funds for that and um, then they have to go build relationships to try to get the distribution well this team, our team at least, and there's others too. I mean, look at what the Irwin brothers have done. They have shown to do things with excellence. And so now they have shown to be a, a good company to invest in. Well, my team that I'm working with is the same thing. They have relationships. They have done it at a very high level um, from all the elements, the cast, the crew, the um, our financial guy understanding even the laws and the different states that makes a big difference incentives that there are for investors um that really makes it appealing for an investor to say hey i um you know there's good and bad with anything yeah. and you have to determine okay I, I think i might would invest in a film but i want to be very wise about the team that i invest in that's important as well as the story and if the story just outright sucks it doesn't matter how good the team is. It's still not going to sell. Um, but they have shown even on a, a low budget, I have been involved from start to finish on some very low budget projects and seeing them be profitable. So how amazing it is to do something that's a bigger budget item and let those investors and everybody make good money doing it and go on and make something else. Well, why is it or why don't we see more faith-based content or faith-based movies. I'm thinking we're on average, we may see one good one a year. Why aren't we yeah. seeing more? Well, from our experience, what we see is, is a lot of people wanting to do things their own way. Now, now that being said, there are certain things, I, I, I am a person of faith and I listen to God when he tells me to do something. For example, what Dallas, has done with the chosen and really listening to the God. And I mean, gosh, uh, in 2020, putting it on out there for such a time as this, I believe God just supernaturally blessed that. But, but so many things he has also done by studying the industry and how to do it well with excellence. I mean, top notch excellence. He has aligned with some people who may not always have all of the same values as him, but he's made it clear when he's 
not aligned with, but he's collaborating with some of those people. Um, he's taken some hits, for example, from for working with some of the, the Mormons and them having different views from certain Christian groups, right? Well, he has done an excellent job of defending that and knowing his why and understanding that every element of what he does and the type of story that he's telling, he's done his research, he's done his, he's just done it with excellence. And I think that's what we have to be willing to do. We have to be the faith-based communities sometimes. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying this is to be critical because I am a person of faith myself, but has to stop doing things in this me, myself, and I mindset and thinking that if you've only worked at this level and you work with people who are at this level or lower, that's what you're going to get. If you want to start making productions that are going to be seen at the highest level, you need to surround yourself with those people. You need to work with them. You need to hear from them. You need to let them tell you some hard things that you may not want to hear and put that into action. But so many times what I find is people get their feelings hurt and they weigh their feelings on their shoulders and then they don't want to work with you anymore or they want something right here, right now. They don't want to persevere through to learn to be better and then they they stay stuck in this place of, of um, not going bigger and also working with a lot of people who are just sort of so-so in their quality and in the way they run a production. Well, yeah, they and at the same time... Yeah, patience, and you have to have patience. I mean, Jesus' revolution was seven years in the making. Yes. It was yes. not just, exactly. oh, here's a story. No, it takes time to to write it, to storyboard it, to keep looking at it, to change this, change that. At the same time, you know, finding investors and working with yeah. distribution and lining up the actors. So it doesn't come easy. Uh, for those uh, watching, <clears throat> maybe there are investors watching this interview now. Uh, how can they get in contact with you? Well, they can go to my website at empowered, and that's spelled with a, the word E-M-P-O-W-O-R-D, the number two, letter B, dot com. Or they can email me um, at Tanya, T-O-N-J-A, at top 10 talent if they're interested in representation of any sort um, or if they're interested in investing or, or collaboration as as me being a producer then it would be Tanya T-O-N-J-A R Hartman at gmail.com um, they can they can email me there actually I would say uh, probably um, you can even do my website at gmail.com empowered to be at gmail.com. Sorry, that would have been the better one to share with you just now <laughs> would have been that one. But all of those are ways that they can reach me. Um, and I, I want to go back really, really quick to something yeah. you just said. Um, when I had this dream, it was all the way back in 2004. I had to be patient and I am a type A driven personality, but I knew to know, number one, don't force something to happen before it's time. Second, I know that certain things have to grow and grow up in us, right? I may have been pursuing certain things for many, many years, but um, you just have to grow and mature in layers. So it took several years to really bring that to be. And then I knew I needed to go to L.A. to really do it at an industry level and surround myself with people. I was a grunt. I made a six-digit income in my previous career. I had to come and be a nobody um in this industry to to learn at a higher level from what i had learned years before and to learn how things were today i couldn't just jump from saying hey i'm in la i've been in a couple of little short films now let me be the lead in some big feature or now let me lead a a film crew because i have this calling it takes time to let God navigate in you, build your character. And that's the biggest thing that we need to know and understand. Sometimes teenage talent gets put out in the limelight way too soon before they're able to handle the pressure. And uh, so I just wanted to be sure and say that we, we really do sometimes start to elevate. We get zealous in the church and, and as Christian people. And yeah, we elevate and people. Yeah, and you said something very important. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to focus on one word because some of you know 
just because the Lord has called you doesn't mean you get to start at the top of the mountain. No. Okay. You doesn't have to happen. climb. You got to learn. You got to go through uh, a training process. You know, the Lord will equip you along the way. You know, you've got yeah. to sharpen your skills. You, he, you've got to, he's the Lord. You have to allow the Lord to pull out gifts, talents, and abilities that he needs to pull out of you to fulfill that calling that you don't know you have right now. Okay. Well, and I learned that sometimes you have a vision of how it's going to work and God's going to purposely work to have you to face rejection or have you to, to put something in front of you for you that you need to say no to. And if you don't say no to it, you say yes to the wrong thing and you kind of get beat up over it. It's going to come around again and again until you kind of learn that lesson. <laughs> but, you know, that's important, too. Yeah, it, no, it absolutely is. And it's a learning process. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, again, some of you, you feel the calling of Hollywood and f feed it. Feed that calling. Do everything you can. And, you know, Tanya... I always tell people, if, if you really want to earn a thick skin, be an actor and go on auditions and be rejected 90% of the time. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> you have to allow your, you have to allow that rejection to, to roll off of you because that's just the nature of the game. And eventually there's a role out there for somebody. But here's the great thing about our, about the entertainment industry. Not everybody's called to be an actor. Somebody right. out there is called to be the most awesome film editor, the most awesome sound audio guy, uh, cinematographer, you know, mm -hmm. the list goes on a DP, a director, but you got to work up. But like you said, Tanya, surround yourself, learn from the best people and yes. you will, you will draw some of their talent in, into you. Because it's, you know, this whole industry is about learning. But I think it the is. most important message is we have God on our side. If God be for us, who can be against us? And yes. we have the power to create the narrative and change the narrative. And, yes. uh, you know, don't be easily offended either. I've worked with some of the most amazing people who have very different beliefs from me. They don't believe in what I believe in. I loved working with them. They're great at what they do. Embrace that. It's a great, it's a gift. That's right. That's right. And, and, and no matter what you do, ladies and gentlemen, be, allow the Lord to allow you to be that shining light. How do you be a shining light? Like Tanya said, show up on time, have great character, have great integrity, be patient. Don't be offended. Okay. If, if some, High fluting actor wants to have a temper tantrum on set. Let them have that tantrum, but you stand in peace because the Lord says, seek peace and pursue it. Don't get offended because guess what's going to happen? That light is shining on you and that light radiates and may actually be a testimony to somebody pitching a fit on set. <laughs> so Exactly. And that doesn't mean don't be a, to be a pushover by any means. I'm not. That means privately address issues, address it as an issue, but handle it different from how you see somebody else handling it or, or definitely don't let your temper take over. Just handle even the tough situations with character and integrity. Oh, that, absolutely. Well, I have one last question, Tanya. Um, yeah. So do I need a talent manager? <laughs> I would love to manage you. You would be a dream. You're driven, you're excited. Uh, how are those acting skills? I would get you into acting classes. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I may, I don't, sometimes I think I have to halfway act in some of the interviews, but it's as genuine as <laughs> sincere as can be, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, even Fallon and Colbert, I'm sure they got, they, they had to learn a little bit of acting before they started hosting. So, uh, it goes with the territory. Ladies and gentlemen, Tanya Renee Hartman, top 10 talent. She is an amazing talent manager actor, producer, and for any of you out there watching, if you are an investor, you love the industry of film, even love the industry of television, look up Tanya Renee Hartman. 
get in contact with her. She has amazing projects that we need to see on the big screen. And Tanya, any uh, last words before we go? Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I did want to say you'll find me in the industry under just my first and middle name, Tanya Renee. Um, that's how you'll mostly find me. My married name is Hartman. All right. Well, there you go, Tanya Renee. Hey, if you go to IMDB, you will. all you have to type in is Tanya Renee, and she's right there with her contact information for those of you who feel that pull that you you think you've got the acting chops and maybe you need a little bit of advice to find out what to do next or who knows maybe you have such great talent that uh tanya will sign you so uh ladies and gentlemen stick around or i should say i'll see you next time